Hello and welcome to a 60-minute show, a brand new show for a brand new year. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my very good friend, it's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello. Yes, uh, welcome everyone. It's such a get on with it. We're running out of time. Come on. Now, 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 now. <laughs> well, uh, what Adam was referring to was that... Uh, so. When we do the uh, Spotlight Reflection movie show, uh, we usually have a bit of a chat before that records about what we've been playing and, you know, anything else that kind of comes to mind, that kind of thing. It's usually about video games because, obviously, we talked about video games for for quite a few years, didn't we? And, um, we did. You know, well, I kind of miss doing it, but getting the others together is a bit like herding cats. We've said this before, haven't we? Yeah, herding one-legged cats. Yes. Well, as I say, Ben's off in his van somewhere usually. Uh, Ditz has got two children, to, which are, you know, he's got to keep an eye on and do things with and whatever. And he, he barely replies to us these days. So, uh, uh, not because he doesn't like us, just because he's got other things going on, to be fair. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you make it sound sinister. Yeah, no, there's nothing sinister at all. Anyway, so uh, I kind of thought to myself um, recently, why don't I put it to Adam that as well as doing the spotlight reflection uh, movie show why don't we record a brand new show um about video games well it's, it's not so it's not something that we've never done before you know so we should be good at it or should know what we're talking about um but this is the thing this is the hook and this goes back to the original idea of what was 60 minutes with before dave changed it to 60 mw was that the shows were going to be an hour long it was going to be an hour to interview people or less uh you know and and that was the whole thing until it just went off on a bender and shows lasted three hours or whatever um so but that's the whole idea with this show is it is going to be about video games but it's going to be i suppose like you know a, a chance for adam and i to catch up um, have a chat about what we've been playing, potentially recommend stuff to people who, who might be interested in listening. Uh, and then also at the end of the show to sort of like round it off, because we're both old fuckers, uh, one of us <laughs> approaching a birthday very, very quickly. Uh, this may, it may have already happened by the time you listen to this, um, is to have a little retro corner. So we just chat about a game, which I, I'm picking this episode, you'll pick the next next episode. Give us a chance to reminisce about a video game that meant something to us when we were growing up. Uh, which so I suppose there's that theme there of, of the Spotlight Reflection movie show and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the name that uh, I thought of, uh, which you didn't object to, did you? Well, I didn't necessarily agree to it either, but I didn't object. So No, well, that's I'll take that as an endorsement. <laughs> uh, was Adam and Chris's 60-minute speedrun. So yeah. it's it's not about speedruns. We're not doing as any kind of speedruns or anything like that. Um, have you ever watched a speedrun? No, not really my scene to be honest, because I could never do it, and I'm not. No, I don't give a shit how quickly people do games. No, I'm kind of the same, so it's it's not really my thing. But anyway, so that, that said, the whole idea with this is that the the actual show itself will be sixty minutes or less. Um, it won't go over that. I, I'm committed to it. In fact, so much so, I've got a timer, uh, and it is running in the corner of the screen. So, and Adam's probably getting some anxiety because he's thinking, just get fucking on with it i'm seeing that timeline go up on audacity and i'm thinking hurry the fuck up (laughs) Uh, do you you want to know my my alternate name that i was going to suggest go on i mean purely to get listens it would have been cna's sex hammer (laughs) i like that well maybe we could uh we consider that um so um so yeah that's kind of that's it really um like i said it's just we we chat about video games and um i thought well why not record it and then if people can listen to it because we don't really record a video game show anymore so to speak do we so no we we do specials we do them every now and then like our annual although we didn't do one this christmas because uh we did put it out there but like i said we kind of got (laughs) one person last year and the other one said no (laughs) yeah so anyhow um right so um is that all right with you how are you is everything all right with you are you good yeah yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter get on with it (laughs) okay um so we won't obviously do that explanation every time but i thought it's worth spending a few minutes just uh, explaining the format of the show uh so anyway we will get on with it so um well first of all we'll move on to uh, i suppose what we've been playing so i will uh let you take the floor uh don't feel like you have to rush it uh okay you know the time the clock the clock is ticking 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, no need to be time pressured, but the, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, what you've been up to, what you've been playing uh, oh. that uh, has been keeping your uh, keeping how, you busy? How long a period am I supposed to go back, or is it literally what I'm playing? Well, it's whatever you want to do. I mean, whatever you think's worth talking about. Well, it all started off with Technician Ted on the Spectrum uh, when I was about uh, five or six. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you mean my whole history? <laughs> not, not quite. If you okay, want to talk about right. Technician Ted uh, in your little in your retro corner, then you can do that. But no, not really. It's just Jet Set Willy in it. Uh, anywho, I've got I've got two games on the go at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, having previously finished, which I won't go into, I finished Spider Man Two on the PlayStation Five. And Did you enjoy that? Was that good? Because I, I haven't got it. Oh, I fucking loved it. Really? Loved it. Everything I liked about the first Spider-Man game, but better. Um, Good plot, good characters, wonderful looking, easy to play. I can put it on easy because I can't be bothered with challenge because I'm too old to spend too long in a game getting getting killed repeatedly. So it was lovely. A really good game. Where did it rank with... You played Miles Morales as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, No, it's, it's the best Spider Man game. Is it? Because uh, yeah. the um, I suppose the one criticism about Spider Man was it was a bit sort of baggy, which you tend to get with open world games, doesn't it? Don't you? But mm. Miles Morales was more focused, and I enjoyed that a lot. You know. Yeah, this this probably drops somewhere between the two, because um, okay. you can mainline it if you want. But I was quite happy. because I like the traversal of it. I'm happy just to swing around doing some of the side missions, but there weren't thousands of them. Mm. Uh, it, it sometimes it looks like it's. Very much like the first game, the city split down into districts, and there's a few things to do in each district, and you do each district to a percentage, etc. But uh, but no, it never felt like there was too much on the go. Didn't plot didn't overstay its welcome at all, and it was a uh, no. I, I thought it was banging. To be fair, I do like me a triple A single player game, and that that uh, that filled that very nicely for me. So a uh, couple of questions then. So because uh, yes. you can fly in it as well, can't you know? Uh, that's one of your abilities, I think. Well, gliding, Glide. extended gliding, yeah. Okay, and does that feel good? As because the swinging, like, I agree, totally agree. That was amazing. I love that about Spider Man and Miles Morales. It was awesome. Yeah, the the gliding. I mean, you can upgrade that like you can everything else, and it allows you to glide further. But then there's um, on your visor, you can see like the thermal wind that goes through the city. So you can really fly from one end of the, one corner of the map to the other corner if you know the right route to take. Right. But it is uh, it's very nice when it comes to crossing water because it's cool to swing across the bridges because you've now got the uh, all the bridges open that go to Queens and an other area that I can't think of the name of. But there's always like a thermal riding alongside the bridge, so you can just swing, dive down into the thermal. It just pings you across there at, at quite the uh, velocity so it's yeah you could do you can go one end of the map to the other probably in a few minutes if that it's but it's still a bloody big map if yeah. you if you take it at like slow swinging speed um and then the other well actually i've got two another point as well but the the so this one was um did you feel happy with the length of it because a lot of people were pissing and moaning about it saying oh you're paying 70 pounds or whatever for a game that's only about 15 or 20 hours long which i was thinking fuck off but yeah i'm I'm of the same opinion it it took me probably i think it was about 20 (coughs) excuse me but i think it's 23 24 hours which is beyond that i usually lose interest a bit anyway that's a good length but i just wish people would stop Stop saying length equals quality. Yeah. I'd rather, much rather have a more condensed game of high quality than a padded out poo. Yes. And yes, to be really popular, I'm looking at you, Zelda. Tears Ooh. of the Kingdom. Ooh, Ooh I'll get into that later on because I'm going to talk about an open world game. But uh, um, yeah, and then finally, uh, yes. what do you think of the fuckers who have uh, who hacked into Insomniac's stuff and leaked shit about wolverine and some of their other games oh, they're exactly that they're fuckers what's the fucking point it just ruins well, it doesn't ruin anything because um end of the day we haven't seen any we haven't seen i know there's apparently some bits and bobs of wolverine knocking around but it's going to be you know like when they they um they leak grand theft auto 06 yeah and you got all those bell ends going oh i've seen the footage of grand theft auto 06 and it looks shit and everyone's like the game's not going to look like that dickhead yeah and then lo and behold when the trailer came out it was like that looks rather fucking spectacular. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It does look. Rather and just to think, that's got. Footage. I mean, there's like another year to go before that's released. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to look fucking awesome, isn't it? So. 
Oh, it's going to be amazing. But yeah, I feel sorry for the developers as much as anything because they've had their, you know, they've had their future slate of potential releases mapped out as much as anything. It's just arseholes. Do you think it's funny though that I mean, comparing it to um, like say movies, like hmm. I, I know Marvel's kind of running out of steam a little bit, but <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think it's weird that Marvel was so kind of. Um, keen to sort of show everybody their roadmaps of you know 2024 2025 2026 and beyond of all of the films all the things they've got planned etc etc but it's different with video games isn't it they there doesn't seem there's teasers and there's hints and stuff like that but why not sort of like say well i know it's different making a film's def- different developing in video game but like have that kind of roadmap almost what i don't you're know you're right it is it is a little different isn't it i wonder if it's got anything to do I suppose it's because, like, a film in reality, a film's, what, 18 months, maybe? I yeah. mean, they've already started all the uh, the special effects and that off in all the Marvel, fil- Marvel films. But, you know, they give you a release that... You know they've started filming and it'll be out in 18 months and 99 times out of 100 it'll come out on that date. Where I suppose games are a bit more temperamental, especially at the moment with the climate, like all the layoffs and everything. There's a chance that... That might be their planned map of games, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to come out because you know something might go tits up during development. And they might think sod that. True. Although, I, well, to like be last, fair, last they're fired out. Yeah, like Last of Us Online, all that. You know. Yeah, exactly. But Insomniac have fired out. What is this? Their third or fourth game? Fourth game this gen, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, yeah, I, I, the last um, Ratchet and Clank wasn't. It didn't blow me away, but it was a no. pretty cool game to play, like graphically and like showed off the SSD and all that sort of stuff. It didn't do anything like, you know, kind of, I suppose, revolutionary, but it was a fun game. And then, like you said, you know, Spider-Man games, they they are up there, aren't they, Insomniac? Yeah. So Just as, just as well they are you know, shitting games out like that, because there's a lot who aren't yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, very good. So you enjoyed that. I, you've piqued my yes. interest. A lot of people I've, I've spoken to have said how good it is. Um, I'm surprised they haven't picked it up yet, but I'm kind of in, big into another game at the minute, so I'm, I'm, I'll come mm. to that in a bit. But yeah, carry on. Anyway, I interrupted you. Yeah. So after that, I won't go into this too much because it, it was a random affair. I went back and played and completed South Park Stick of Truth. Wow. That's I'm retro. Totally sure Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just saw it. I just saw it. I was going through my... my I'll just go through what's what's available to download. And I thought I've started that before on the on the 360, and I played it for about half an hour, but the loading times are a bit bit long on that. Yeah. I seem to remember just going from place to. I mean, they weren't long, not like Witcher Three long on on the PlayStation Four, where it was like two minutes per fucking quick uh, quick travel. But uh, it seemed to be like 10, 15, 20 seconds between like every load screen that just got on my wick a bit, but. Yeah, I just thought I'd go back and play that, and uh, I think it took me about eighteen hours. I think in the end, but I I, I had good fun with it. It was a good, uh, nice little turn-based thing in me, Bob. Lots of very crude humour. I'm surprised it. I can't imagine it. I don't. Was it was it 2016? It came out. I can't imagine it coming out now. It's 2014. Oh, 20, fucking hell! I know. I didn't didn't think it was that long ago, but yeah. I can't imagine it coming out now. I can't imagine making a game where you. You're crawling around in a gay man sphincter. <laughs> well, they, well, they did the. Uh, there's a sequel to it. Um, yeah, the fractured butthole. That's right. Um, see, I, I'm a bit like you. I've played the Stick of Truth, and I'm not really into turn-based games, but obviously, you know, because it's South Park, and I'd imagine that game hasn't aged at all, really, because with the style of it, it. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine it graphically. It's aged particularly badly. Um, but like, I, I seem to remember at, at the time it was um, censored. Um, I'm oh, sure. it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a few splash screens that uh, says in Europe it was censored. Yeah, it, uh, and it gives the, you an explanation of what you're missing. Yeah, the PC version I don't think was censored, but I'm, I think the console version was, which is odd, but still. No, yeah, that is weird. But uh, uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, good, good, good. Was it enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was uh, again right length. Uh, wasn't too complicated. I bunged it on easy because again, I didn't want to be turn based. I'm okay with if 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 it's easy enough. I don't get frustrated, but I, I can get frustrated quite quickly with it if it if it's too difficult. Right. But I just wanted to play through it. That's all I wanted to do. See the story, see all the ridiculousness, and there's a lot of it. There's lots of ridiculous things in that. I was squashed by a ball sack at one point, crawled up an <laughs> anus, um, 
fought Nazi cats, uh, fought Nazi fetuses, which is something I would never have, have thought of, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, fair play. Uh, are you going to interested in the, the sequel or are you going to give it a miss? I might, yeah, I might do. I might not wait eight years this time, but I've got other stuff on the go. But I have, I did think, yeah, I'll play the sequel. Although that goes to more rather than just like, um, you know, one party on one side of the screen, one party on the other. There's more of a positional thing. It's on a grid. Right. And I looked at that thinking, oh, is that going to be too complicated for me? Can I be bothered? But uh, maybe I'll give it a whirl anyway. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. What else you got? At the moment, I've got two on the go. Uh, first one is I dug my uh, PSVR 2 out again because it's been many months uh, since I put that on. Like I said I got that last year, then life got very much in the way, so I haven't really used it um, since then. So I thought I'd dig it out, find out how the old VR legs are doing, and the answer is fucking terribly. Uh, it's like being a complete novice again. So I'm having to build my way up to things again, like you did the first time round. Yeah. Because you know. so, like, well, uh, I don't know if we recorded a show when you got PSVR 2. I think we possibly did. but Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. So uh, like you said, you, you haven't touched it for a while, but does it still give you that kind of, you know, thrill, I suppose, that kind of um, just thinking, holy shit, this is amazing? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah without a shadow of a doubt. Um, <coughs> sorry. Chesty cough. Two seconds. We haven't got two seconds. Fucking get on with it. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to cough with the mic <laughs> off. Um, fucking hell, we ain't got two seconds, have we? What are we on? Uh, I've got plenty of time. I think, right, maybe. Right, right, here we go. Right. right. <laughs> First game I put in was Walkabout Mini Golf, um, which is a crazy golf simulator mm. uh, with many weird courses, although they're not all weird. You just start off on a, like a standard, well, say a standard crazy golf. It's on a tropical island, but you know, all the holes are fairly simple and whatnot and then it goes wacky there's some tie-ins in there with uh, like labyrinth um and what was that game mist and then it came across a create one mad course which fucks around with gravity so uh like you could play a hole and you shoot the ball into this little gravity well and it pings it up onto the ceiling where the hole continues but you're still on the floor and it's really hard to play golf when the when you're trying to hit the ball holding the club in the air hmm. or like uh, if it's on the wall in front of you. So it fucks around with all stuff like that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. That's good fun. But yeah. I got that just to get used to the uh, fact that it was VR again. But then that's all, that's all teleport movement. Cause I think it came from the quest originally. So it's not free moving around for, maybe you probably can, but I'll just use the teleportation. Hmm. And then I moved on to seventh guest. Oh God, bloody hell. That's an old yeah. game, isn't it? It is. It's what was it? Twenty five, twenty six years. An old PC CD ROM game, wasn't it? Yeah. With FMV characters and puzzles. Oh God! Which, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was around that time when they were all the rage, weren't they? Nineteen ninety three. That was. Stuff like yeah. Reb, was it Rebel Assault and things like that oh, as well? Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. That grainy FMV. I, I mean, I've never played the original, but I, fa- I quite fancied. Like a puzzly escape room game, yeah. which is what this seems to be. I mean, there is a plot. I can't really remember it, apart from you start off in a boat and you're boating towards a house. When you get in the house, there's this little ghosty butterfly that may be a child that talks to you. And uh, seven or six people were invited into the house. They're all dead now because they all show up as ghosts. And it's a really weird effect, actually, because it kind of still looks like FMV. But they're not because they're in VR and they're in front of you. Right. That's quite weird. But what it seems to amount to so far is there's a plot where at the time they all had, uh, I don't know, fuck it. What Basically what it ends up is you go to a room in the house and there's four or five puzzles to solve in that room, like an escape room, before you complete that room. And you get a bit more plot and you get some more rooms open up and it's kind of rinse and repeat to that. But with it being VR, the puzzles are all very tactile. Uh, which is why I kind of wanted one in the first place. So, for instance, you get some standard stuff like there might be a, I don't know, on a big vase in front of you. You've got to get a little pin uh, through this little slidey puzzle uh, to the end point while hitting um, certain checkpoints and you're not allowed to go back on yourself. So you've got to hit them in a certain route and then get to the end and that'll pop open the vase and there'll be something in there to use somewhere else. 
only because it's a vase, you spin it around with one hand and then you control the little thing as it goes around with the other one. So mm. it just feels a bit more tactile. Um, there was a cool puzzle with uh, a magician's hat. There's two magician's hats. When you put your hand in, in it, in one of the hats, your hand pops out of the other hat. Right. Which allows you to place the hat in weird places. So you can then pop your hand in and grab something. So there was a really simple thing. By a bed, there was a floor that as soon as you trod on it, uh, the desk, the bedside table shut. And inside the bedside table was a key that you needed. Yeah. So once you've done the puzzle of how to get the hat in the first place, you put the hat on the bedside table, you walk backwards, pop your hand into the hat that you're holding, and then you grab the key with your ghost hand across the room and then pull it back out of the hat in front of you. A bit like a portal kind of Yeah, but thingy. just for your hand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, no, I'm, I'm having quite good fun with that. It's Some of them are a bit... I'm, I'm not dumb, but I'm not a genius either. Yeah. So... I think there's like, yeah, four puzzles in each room, I think. You get like a little Ouija board type thing, um, which shows you what rooms are open. It can give you hints if you want them. If you if you found any of the hidden coins, it will do a puzzle for you, but I've not done that. Uh, oh, you've also got a ghost lamp, which when you shine on things, it like shows you hidden things like writing on walls and whatnot, and all the pictures as well. So it's something about the owner of the house. is it, It's a bit... HP Lovecrafty. There's mm. lots of uh, hidden tentacles and things within paintings. So you could see a picture of a woman in a painting, shine your light on it, and she's got a tentacle face. Or there might be people playing croquet, and when you shine the pic- as you shine the light over the picture, the picture changes, and the person who was bent, old man who was bent down, rather than bending down to pick a ball up, he's bent down. And he's got his head caved in because the woman smashed his head in with a croquet mallet. Oh, okay. So it's it's a little bit sinister and a little bit eerie. Uh, but it's just it, again, it works with the tactility of VR and the scale of everything. It's 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 quite enjoyable. I heard it was a bit janky, but at first, but then they said they've patched most of the problems out. So I give it a whirl. That's uh, that's come out on. Uh, you can buy that on Android and iOS uh, as well. It's um, can you? Yeah. So it's it's you know, <clears throat> it seems as if it's you know. You, there's lots of different versions of it. Um, like you said, you've got the VR remake and then... So it's interesting. I'm looking at... Have they updated the graphics? Like, you know, are they... Because looking at the, the sort of couple of the screenshots of the, the ghosts type things, I don't mind. Like you said, do they still look a bit kind of grainy FMV? Does that add to the, they, they the, don't. the atmosphere? It, it's weird. They are 3D models, but however they've textured them or anything, it does look like FMV. It's really weird. So it looks like 3D FMV. So you can walk. So if you move around, then you can see behind them and whatnot. But they still look like it should be FMV. It's a really odd effect. Mm. It's really hard to describe. But graphically, that's it. It's not the most expensive budgeted game. You can tell that. But everything's dark. Everything's solid. Everything looks cool. You know, there's nothing that looks shit. The whole light effect across the paintings is all good because it. It's not just that you can shine it as you shine it across the room. You see the wallpaper's clean where the light goes. The flowers might be alive. The painting has changed. It's it's not like a an effect that pops in. It's just like an effect that's there. So it all looks good. All looks nice. Hmm. All surfaces look shiny where they're supposed to. You know, slightly matte where they're supposed to. There's enough texture there. Everything looks good and solid. Is it scary in that way that you only get in VR, which is which is really weird, hard to describe. Yeah. Is it scary with it like some of the stuff you're describing, or is it? Um, no, the, the, no, it's not scary. There's, the, there's a sense of creepiness, but in the same way as like a haunted house. So I don't, I mean, as of yet anyway, it hasn't made me jump or anything like that. No. But um, it, it's got it's got an atmosphere to it, I'll say, put it that way. It's not like layers of fear or those kind of... No, 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 no. no it, it doesn't seem to go, it's not going on its way, it, no, no jump scares or, or anything like that. It's just... This is an old abandoned house. It's a bit creepy. There's dead people wandering around talking, but they're not having a go at you. Um, the paintings are a little bit sinister, but I mean, I didn't realise that for the first time the paintings were different under the light. And the first time I saw one, I was like, ooh, that's weird and freaky. And then, But then afterwards, like every painting, the first thing I do, oh, what's the alternate version that's hideous? But it's not scary, no. It's mm. just... Uh, Got the right, right, sort of semi-cheesy atmosphere, I'd say. Yeah, 
Speaking of which, just on a general aside, um, we've just started, this was a recommendation from Dave, but we've just started watching Ghosts. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. It was on BBC. Oh, is, that that, is that that comedy thing? Yeah, it is very good, actually. It is funny. Is it? Yeah. I've seen about three episodes and it made me want to, I don't know, drown myself in the toilet. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. We watched, funnily enough, we've watched the first three episodes and I, I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> So, but it's uh, it's good, harmless fun. It kind of reminds me, I think it's the same people who are involved with the horrible histories. So it's kind of got yeah. that vibe about it. So, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just felt really, really cheap. Right. Which but, it yeah. probably is, but I, I don't know. I, what I watched of it, I could kind of see what people might like in it, but I couldn't imagine what would be there to keep it going for as long as it's been going for. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm kind of more intrigued because I am, I am like, I'm, I'm, bought into the characters and whatever now I want to see what happens but at the same time also I've heard it can be quite emotional as well so I'm kind of like seeing I'm waiting to find out and, and there has been one bit and anyway we ain't got time to talk about that shit uh, <laughs> we might do yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got plenty of time so anyway what, what else have you got on the go um, yesterday I started Alan Wake 2 how exciting see this is another one that's on my to buy list at some point uh it's currently reduced yeah. well I, I got some vouchers so i thought fuck it i'll buy it and see what it's like because i have a so this is remedy. a weird one because the metro did a, i think their original review i don't i can't remember if they gave it six out of ten or even less than that potentially but then they did an alternate review a couple of days ago and they gave it I nine out of that. ten yeah which is a, an odd one so and it's not like the Metro to do that either. No, no. So U- usually they revel in giving a perfectly excellent game one. It, yeah. Uh, what did they give the originally? I'm uh, just having a quick look scrolling down here. They give it six out of ten. Yeah. So, uh, but then they, like I said, they're, they're kind of alternate review by, which I'm guessing was somebody by somebody else. Uh, they gave it nine out of ten. So this one surprised me, I have to say. I thought it might get eights sevens eights but you know across the board it seemed to get really positive scores yeah yeah and i've, I've got somewhat of a remedy it's remedy maker isn't it yes I, I, oh, I find them a really frustrating company because what have they done they've obviously done alan wake uh max Payne, max Payne, Con- control control that xbox one that i never played uh quantum uh, break yep yeah and then obviously Alan Wake too. They're brilliant at ideas, is what I've found. I mean, I remember the original Alan Wake. I got the special edition that came in a big box that oh, looked like a hardback book, and um, it comes with some stuff. I can't remember what, but it came with. But it was cool. It was anyway. a book. It was shaped like a book. Oh, was it? You got you got yeah. a book with it, and you got a couple of other bits. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I liked it. Didn't love it. I like the I like the idea behind it. I like the feeling of the game. The plot I kind of liked, even though it's a bit fucking weird. But there's always something that doesn't quite draw me in. It was the same with Control. I like the idea a lot. I like the setting a lot. Quite like the characters a lot. I like the combat a lot. I mean, the map was one of the worst maps that's ever been. In. The map in Control is bilge. Absolute garbage trying to find your way around that place if you're using the map. Yeah. But it still didn't quite land for me. It's like their synopsis for a game is excellent, but they never, they've never managed to, for me personally, they've never managed to follow that all the way through and leave me 100% satisfied. But that has the knock-on effect. I'm always interested in what they're doing. Because I'm always thinking they might nail this one. And I'm a couple of hours through this and it's everything I thought it would be so far. I'm really interested in the plot. I'm really quite enjoying the game, the gameplay. It looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful game. Uh, The lighting is proper chef's kiss. It's really, really nice looking game. Combat's not all that. Combat's very Alan Wake. It's very simple so far. Does it still shine the light? And yeah, wear them down the and then and shoot them. Shoot me the face. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But there's two characters this time. You've got Saga Anderson, who's an FBI agent. And oh, I won't spoil the start of it because you play as an unlikely character. I've never played. I've never played as the particular character you play as at the start of a game. It's uh, I wasn't expecting it, but never mind. Uh, you're then playing Saga Anderson, who's investigating a 
murder, which may be part of a serial killer type thing, turns out to be about a cult. That all ties in with Alan Wake. And then you also play as Alan Wake as well. And then I think, because I haven't actually looked yet, I think you get a point where you can just choose to play one character's story the whole way through or alternate each bit of story for each character. And they'll start interwining and all this malarkey. And the plot, the plot's going to get complicated. I'm not going to fully understand it, but the maps are perfectly serviceable. I just, I know it's going to end up the same though. I'm going to, I'm going to sit there and go. It looks great. It plays well. I'm interested in the story, but and there's always going to be a but. I'm just trying to figure out what the but's going to be with this one at the moment. Right. But I've really enjoyed the two hours I've had with it so far. Yeah. It's quite, it's creepy enough. It's creepy because the forest, when it sways and it's windy and it's dark and stuff. I mean, it's because it's so beautiful, so much density in in the world and whatnot. So it looks, yeah, it looks astonishing. Really nice. Hmm. So you can stick with it. Because again, I think this one's about a 20 odd hour campaign. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect for me. Oh, sorry. She's also got a, uh, like a mind room. So you press the little, you press your um, middle button on the PlayStation pad and it takes her to a mind room where she puts together evidence that she's found, like onto like a big, like crime board. Yeah. So you can choose your different, uh, different missions that you've got or side missions or whatnot. And you can fit together clues and things to make up a whole picture. The thing is though, when you're doing that, you can get attacked in the real world. So best to do that when you're in a safe area really because time doesn't stand still mm. it's quite funny when you do that and if you're with someone and then you come out of your mind room and they're like what are you doing because you've been stood there for five minutes as, as her you've been stood there for five minutes just staring into space inside your own head uh, okay so uh. but there's lots of weird stuff there's television shows radio shows all the standard kind of remedy weirdness going on and uh reference i've seen one reference to control so far because I think they're saying now all of their games take place in the same, same world. world. Yeah, I'm sure there is a there's definitely a link between Alan Wake and Control. Um Well, there's the the Alan Wake expansion, wasn't there a Control? Yeah. Uh, see, well, I've, I've started called... Control. I've not finished it. Yeah. I've something about it just I don't know. It didn't click. But exactly, I... that's what I mean, but I don't know what it is because I like the this the whole Federal Federal Bureau of Control, the building changes, loads of weird shit. There could be a telephone that can start a tsunami somewhere because it's a weird object. Love all that shit. And they always do loads of work on all their background and details and things. So it's always interesting to read. There's always something that just leaves me a little cold and I've never quite figured out what it is. Mm. See, I've um, this earlier on this year, I completed um, Alan Wake Remastered. I bought it some time ago and it, um, I, I went back and played because I completed the original and did the two yeah. um, DLC because you got those as part of the special edition. And... Um, I don't know, maybe it's because I'd played it already. I know I, I re- remember playing it on the 360 and enjoying it a lot more than I did this time around. Maybe that's because I've already experienced it and you know what's coming. I kind of liked the whole finding the manuscripts and it tells you what's potentially going to happen before it happens. So it yeah, sets it does it all the same up. thing in this one as well. But it, it, I don't know, it just it felt a little bit like, I don't know, like, Time's moved on. And I think that was the thing at the time because it was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for, hyped up and, and um, mm. people, you know, it'd been delayed and delayed, hadn't it? And then it was, uh, you know, people were expecting something that perhaps wasn't. But, um, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it's okay. I, I mean, you know, I still completed it, but I had no desire to go and play the DLC either. Um, no. But like you said, there's a lot of ideas in there. Some of it sticks and some of it doesn't, I think. Yeah, I, I know for a fact this one, I'll want to love it, but I'll only like it. Right. But okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'd rather do that than eat it or, yeah, play something that seems great all the way through and then just falls flat on its ass. If I, if I can appreciate the fact that I will enjoy this, I won't enjoy it as much as a lot of people, but I'm certainly not going to hate it. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. And also, um, it's not uh, 70 or 80 pounds. I don't think they were trying to fleece people with a 90 pound special edition. I think the full price version was, was it 60 or? No, 39.99. Yeah, I wanted to say, it's, you can get it now for 39.99. I suppose that's another thing. You can't buy a physical, which I know probably irks you a little bit because you... It you like- does. They'll, they'll do a game of the year edition because there's going to be DLC for it because it's you, you can buy a special edition that comes with the season pass. So there's going to be at least one bit of DLC for it. But yeah. 
40 quid. I know that's a lot, but I'm I'm fine. In a world where you can pay 70 quid for fucking Zelda, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe I don't know whether we'll have time for this in this episode to talk about what your thoughts are on uh, the latest Zelda no. game. But, but no, it, it's it's 40 quid's all right. And to be fair, I mean, they call that a mid-price now, don't they? But yeah. the production values on this are so far above what you'd see on, on most mid-price games, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, the, the two games you've mentioned are ones I will pick up at some point um, once I've probably finished the game that I'm currently playing. So uh, have you got anything, anything else? That is it, I'm afraid. No, that's all good. I like that. Uh, so I'll move on to... The, the, I've only really got one game that I want to talk about, which I'm back into. Funnily, funnily enough, you mentioned it earlier on, uh, which is... The oh, Witcher Dance Th- Dance Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's The Witcher 3. Um, mm. So I, I uh, had this on the PlayStation 4, and I got over 100 hours into it. I'm totally obsessed with it. Uh, it was my number one game of 2015. I remember, well, I'm looking at it now, I wrote, um, on the 27th of December, I did my top 10 video games, and this was my number one. And funnily enough, I was, I was rereading what I'd written about it, and I think, and I, I was, you know, I was gushing about it, and... Uh, uh, and and one of the the paragraphs I might read the whole thing, but I say I wrote here that one of the biggest triumphs of The Witcher is that it feels so organically designed that even the developers don't know what's going to happen next. Obviously, clearly they did, but you know it just kind of felt like the, the world itself is so rich and so much going on. And I was looking into this. I'll get behind the reason why I, I'm, I've restarted it. Uh, was because um, I was looking, at, I was reading, reading some stuff about it uh, the other day, which apparently the developers have got this thing in it, their 40 second rule. So uh, uh, there won't be 40 seconds at the go in the game when you're on your horse or you're doing something, that something will happen. Now, whether that's, you know, a monster will appear or you'll see some uh, animals run across the screen or there'll be some birds flying across the screen or you'll come across something, you know, it, it's kind of there to keep you engaged. And I think this is the thing about open world games is that, um, you know, they can be a bit tiresome, can't they? You know, they just fill yeah. them with shit to do. And this does have things which do repeat, you know, um, but for me, it's one of the best open world games I think I've ever played in terms of its you know, richness, the story, um, everything that's going on. The reason why I picked it up again was because I had this on the PlayStation 4. Like I said, I got so far into it. Um, I, I did Velen pretty much. I didn't. I, have you played The Witcher 3? I should say, ask, point this, ask this question. Yes, I got about. I was getting on for 70 hours into it. Yeah. I think I reached. I did uh, the first area, the second. I got to. Is it Novigrad? Novigrad, yeah. Is that the. It, is that the second one or is that the third That's bit? That's the second main area, yeah. That's where you meet Triss and um, the story continues. Yeah, what's continues, the third yeah. main area? Like the sort of Irish-Scottish-Norway bit. Oh, Skellige. Yeah, that's the... That's where I got to. Yeah, I got to Skellige. Um, and I I mean, I spent a lot of my time on that because that's the... Like you said about the world, there's something about it because, I mean, we all moan about games that have too many fucking markers on the map and The Witcher was amazing for having about... 45 fucking things on the map at any one time to go and see and do but it never felt like a chore yeah and it must be the world because i've played games with far less busy maps and been completely bored but i was never bored playing it uh zelda i'm looking at you nothing on the map and i know people go oh, zelda you can explore everywhere and do anything no you can't you walk around seeing the same five bloody creatures all the time doing the same five or six things every 10 minutes boring witcher was great great world loved it there's something about the music as well that constantly plays throughout it i think that's the thing and not only that but the trailers so this is the thing right i I became and i still am to a certain degree not so much um but totally obsessed with the trailers like there's some those trailers that they've made for that game are are amazing there's uh there's one in particular I would listen to it when I was running, believe it or not, because it would get me that pumped up and I'd start <laughs> like sprinting when I was um, listening to... There's something about the music, the tone, the whole thing about it is just so amazing. I, I genuinely love it. But the reason why I stopped playing it, I think, was... And I bought this... There, there were a couple of special editions where they came with some Gwent cards. So I had those. I had the physical ed- editions and then because uh, they came with the DLC as well. So I already owned the DLC. But then I think at one point I probably sold them, um, you know, whatever. 
but uh, the um, the there's been an upgrade uh, for the PS5 version, which I'm yeah. not going to go through the whole list of things. But basically, there's loads of graphical improvements. There's loads of there's a couple of now you've got a 30 frames per second quality. You've got 60 frames per second performance, uh, and then you've got loads more graphical. Uh, things and also like you mentioned the loading times so the fast travel in this isn't almost it's ridiculous it's non-existent you know you, you click on a fast travel marker and you get to the little kind of loading screen but it's gone within a second and you're there yeah. you know it's uh, i i rarely used it in the first like in the playstation 4 version yeah. but when i did it was really slow but the worst thing was like i mean i die quite frequently in it that, that's and it was the just... other thing. yeah so if you die then you have to have to load back into the world and 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 so um I, I, I'm like you. I would. I much prefer to just go on my horse and just kind of ride around and d- discover things organically. And I'll do all the sort of Witcher quests and then the the secondary, you know, side quests. And then I'll, I'll yeah. once I've done a few of them, then I'll go off to do some of the main quests. And I, I, I think I was. So I picked it for eight quid, which is ridiculous value, but it, <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? You know. And I think that's the thing is, I was a little bit concerned about, you know. Am I going to be bored with it because I've already played it to a certain extent? I've not finished it, but, you know, obviously 100 hours, you know, I've done quite a significant chunk of the game. I know yeah. certain things that are going to happen. I've obviously done... <clears throat> I can honestly say I've not been bored at all. It's just, it's, it's been lovely going back into it. Um, and it's a beautiful game, even now, you know, it's... Uh, how old are we? Eight years. It's, it was released to 2015, and it's it's ridiculous. You know, it's still a, a beautiful looking game. Um, it you can argue in terms of its gameplay and stuff. It feels sometimes it janky's probably too harsh, but it's not the smoothest in terms of its gameplay. It's a fairly yeah. basic. You know, you got your light attack, your heavy attack, you got your magic and whatever and all that kind of stuff. Have uh, you got your man killing sword and your monster killing sword? Yeah, you got those, and then also, you know, if you got your upgrade paths and all that sort of st- whatever. And, oh, you got like your rune magicy stuff as well, haven't you? Like your fire and your yeah, that that's it. So and that kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, I've ch- I'm chosen. To, I've chosen to upgrade my shield and. Um, I like I always go for with these type of RPG games the uh the the one where it, it, when you have conversations with people you can use charm basically to, yeah. you know or you can use your magic to convince somebody of something because um, I find that uh, I hate that in games where <laughs> you get an option in a conversation tree but because you're too thick or you know you haven't upgraded a certain um uh, path you can't use that sort of option yeah, don't show me what i can't do exactly it's grayed out yeah. don't just, show just, it to me it's just don't have it as an option then i don't know i'm messing out as soon as i see something that i can't do i think i've done something wrong yes totally totally agree and that's the thing that's the other thing about the witcher is that you know i suppose you're neither a good guy or a bad guy i suppose you are fairly neutral in in a lot of ways but the game does force you into making decisions which it could go either way. You don't know whether you think you're going to make a decision for the right reasons, but then ultimately it can then have an effect long, you know, down the road where uh, the consequences of your actions, although they were potentially with, you know, good intentions, you fucked somebody else over or you've done something. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And so it's, it's, a, it's, it is just a totally engrossing game. Um, I'm totally into it. It's, uh, it, it's amazing. It really is. And, um, back into it and that's the only real game i'm playing at the moment um I'd, i've tried uh what was the game that becca played and i don't know if you played it, it was the obsidian uh fuck me oh uh, not fallout uh, but out, fallout if the you know. outer worlds outer worlds yeah yeah that didn't click with me i don't know there's something no, about obsidian games that doesn't and there's something about those type of games that just doesn't click with me and i think that's the thing about like say uh, everyone bangs on about Skyrim and all that sort of stuff. I don't, and and you know, similar type of world, fantasy, blah blah blah. But because that's first person, I've got no interest in it. First person shooters, I, I like, but yeah. for, but then that's weird again because like Fallout, something about those games, I don't, because I obviously they're RPG heavy, but they're also combat heavy to a certain degree as well and i just yeah but it's not combat combat is it it's it's neither one or the other and yeah i don't like them because i know they go oh you can go anywhere you want well you can 
but you're going to die because you're going to run into something straight away that's going to twat you. Yeah. And in every single game, I've tried Fallout 3, I've tried Fallout 4, and I've tried Skyrim. Each one, I just went in one direction and got murdered instantly by something. Yeah. It's like, I've managed to choose the wrong way. If you're going to give me an open world, don't make it so I can completely fuck it up straight away. And I think that's the thing about The Witcher, because it does show you levels of quests. And so, yeah. you know, it, if you decide to go for a, like a, a massively higher level quest, you're going to get battered straight away. But you yeah, can but you stumble- can go a little bit above, can't you? If you're thinking, I'm confident enough that I'll be able to take that down, it might take a while. But yeah. you know, if I'm level 10, I might go for that level 13, level 14 quest. Exactly. So you're not going to bash your head against the wall trying to, unless you're an idiot, you know. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to gradually um, build up to it, I suppose, and experience what's going on. And, and that's what I like about it. Like I said, I don't think we've got time to hear your thoughts on the latest Zelda we'll have to save that for the next show but <laughs> the, the thing that's, I, I mean I, I've played I'll talk about it very briefly but I, I've played Breath of the Wild and I think there's certain things like particularly like the, the, the Breath of the Wild and the latest one Tears of the Kingdom is it? Uh, yeah yeah yeah. they're almost like sacred cows and you can't if you have any criticism of them People you just can't, you're not allowed. Knock you down because you're not allowed to. I tried to like Breath of the Wild. I genuinely did. And it's almost like you try and convince yourself and then you try and think, what's wrong with me? Everybody's saying yeah. this game is amazing and I'm not seeing it. So why not? And I, it just didn't grab me. I, I like some narrative. I like... but and that, And that's why, I suppose, comparing it to, say, Witcher and... The Breath of the Wild, obviously I've played that. There doesn't seem any atmosphere to it. There's no, there's nothing about that world that interests me. There's nothing, no. and I, I, people say, oh, it's because you can go off and do your own thing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really want that. I want some form of narrative. I want something to keep me interested. I want to care about why I'm doing yeah. the things I'm doing. You know, And doing your own thing, it's not doing your own thing. You're just going off to look for a certain thing that might be somewhere you know, by the time you've found your 300th Korok seed, do you really give a fuck that you're finding Korok seeds? And you think, oh, I've cleared all those enemies out. Here comes the Blood Moon. They're all back again. So what? what's the point? If I don't feel like I'm progressing, ever, and it's even worse in, in Tears of the Kingdom, you, and you never feel like you're getting anywhere. You are technically as far as the plot goes, but you never have an impact. You don't seem to have an impact on any part of the world that ever doesn't ever mean you're not a weak little bastard. Yeah. And all of the stuff about, you know, you can make some magnificent things and people have made some great stuff with all of the magic doodars and whatnot. But the fact is the game doesn't make you do that. So it's down to you whether you can be asked. And if you can't be asked, it kind of just becomes pointless. Why would I make a really complicated car when I can just, or something to travel, I can just stick a fucking rocket on a plank and do the same thing. Yeah. See, I've got zero imagination when it comes to stuff like that. So I've got no, I wouldn't. You don't I, need it. That's the thing. You, you really don't need to. There's too many menus, too many controls, too many fucking currencies in the world now. Money's impo- almost impossible to come across. So buying anything's out of the question. So you've got to do quests. It's the same 30, or not even that, same 15 things that happen again and again and again and again and again. You never feel, that's the a good, like The Witcher, Right, you can come across some hard-ass fucking baddies in that, but there are plenty of times where you can walk around and once you've done all that grinding, built your character up all that way, you feel like you're fucking hard bastard. In Zelda, you always feel piss weak. Yeah, so it doesn't, just doesn't reward the player for me personally. And also the the de- the degrading weapons thing that fucked Ugh. me off. Yeah, it's even worse. Even worse. And I know that, you, you know, in The Witcher again, I suppose you, you do have to repair your weapons and your armour and stuff like that, but that doesn't... They don't just break, you know, and that they're useless. No. Um, you, you can fix them if you want to. I don't know. Anyway, but the, going back mm. to The Witcher, like I said, yes. the whole thing about the, 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 the... I love about it is that you've got this underlying kind of atmospheric music that plays throughout but it changes when you approach certain areas or certain um uh, encounters or if you're about to be attacked by an, an a monster it feels very it keeps you engaged and i love the fact that each area 
you know, like I said, all the areas I've played so far, they all feel very different. They all feel very, um, you know, kind of Velen's very kind of war torn. And then you go to Novigrad and it's very, it's a bit more affluent. And then you go to Skellige and it's a bit more barren because of the nature of the island and everything else. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's a stunning game. Anyway, so. You can spend I, ages in Novigrad, and I did before. You're walking around and you almost you forget that it's a fantasy world then because you're just surrounded by people and you're doing stuff within the city. Then you can ride out of the city and then a fucking monster appears. Oh, fuck me. There's monsters in this game. I I forgot about that. Yeah, it is. And also the fact that there's certain, there's different types of, you know, monsters. You've got obviously the, I suppose, the monster monsters. But then you've got, I suppose, there's different factions, humans, you know, this religious cult that are burning people and, and, um, you know, uh, magical people. And and you get to shag people. um, (laughs) On a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and lots of the monsters, the drowners, you can see their cock flapping around, in <laughs> which is amazing. Anyway. Um, oh, such a good game. <laughs> it is a good game. So I'll report back on that. I'm determined to finish it, yeah. though, this time. So um, how, how far are you through it this time out of interest, time-wise? Um, I'm in Velen. I'm, I'm kind of almost done with the Bloody Baron storyline, which in oh, itself, if that was a game on its own, you'd think. great, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's just, a, it's just, you know, a, a quest, you know. So, uh, not very far into it. Back to probably like twenty hours, but it's, it's got yeah. me. It's got me. You know, it's what, it's the game I put on. And the thing is, with the thing with, with um, the nature of consoles now, you can put them in save states or whatever. You know, kind of just turn them off and put, put, turn it back on, and you're back where you are, and it's, it's there. You can yeah. save anywhere as well, so it's, it's amazing. And also, CD Projekt Red obviously got a lot of stick for um, Cyberpunk, you know, but. This game now, as it is, there's there's no bugs. It's it, it there's no crashing. It, it plays really well. I know at the start when it was released, there probably were a lot of fixes and stuff like that, patches. But now it's yeah. That's the same with Cyberpunk, isn't it? Apparently that just works now. They completely re basically rebooted the game, didn't they? Re re released it almost two point changed a lot of stuff up, and it just works. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tempted by that at some point as well. Yeah. Ugh. But that's first person, so I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, now we'll move on to our little retro corner. So that music that you heard there, if you've played this game, you'll know the game I'm going to talk about very quickly, just to give a, a little bit of a nostalgia about it. Uh, and it's Spy Hunter, uh, which was uh, released in the arcades in um, Europe, which is when I would have played it, no doubt. Uh, it was 1984. Um, and it is the thing that attracted me to it was the cabinet itself. Have you ever played Spy Hunter? I've not played it in the arcades. I've only ever played it on someone else's Commodore 64. Ah, right. Okay. So, yeah, the, it was the, the arcade cabinet, which uh, was, it's a beautiful looking cabinet and it's a driving game. It's a it's a top-down scrolling uh, shooter where you control a car, very much kind of themed around James Bond. You know, you've got this souped up car, which you can dock into the back of a truck and then it will give you different weapons like smoke screens and, and a missile to shoot helicopters out the sky. And you got machine guns and shoot other cars. And uh, one of the enemy cars has got little, little, little in um, uh, James Bond, Goldfinger, the, the DB5, the Aston Martin, you know, it's kind of like the spokes that come out and shred your tyres, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was it got like a little steering wheel and um, the music as well. So um, it, it got the Peter Gunn theme, which I wouldn't have known at the time, but apparently that's based on a TV show. Uh, the theme is by Henry Mancini, who did the Pink Panther theme, amongst others, uh, which you will know the music if you've heard it. So, but I suppose... I. I wanted to talk about it because I remember playing it on the ZX Spectrum. So I, uh, when I was at home, because obviously I would have sought that out, you know, um, from the arcade. It's different to the arcade in as much as obviously it doesn't look the same as the arcade but on the no. ZX Spectrum. But I was absolutely enthralled with this game. And I have very strong memories of, you know, because we only have, you're probably like you, you only had one TV in the house back then. Now we've got about <laughs> five tellies in our house. Yeah. But... 
you played your games on the living room TV. And I think it was like Sunday night and it's like bedtime, you know, kind of go, go, time to go to bed, nine o'clock. So it was about 1985, 1986. So I'd have been nine or 10. And my mom and dad saying to me, right, you got to pack it up now. Time to go to bed. And I was like, one more last, one more go. And I, I know what that's like now because I've got my own kids and they do it to me. And, um, and I somehow managed to have the longest go ever. Um, and lasted it for ages on it. So I remember that. But also, so the Peter Gunn theme, which is, you can hear that in the um, the Blues Brothers movie as well. And I'll put a little bit of it in here. Is um, It was missing from the ZX Spectrum, Spectrum version. However, in 1986, there was a band called The Art of Noise. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them, yeah. yeah. So they did a, uh, a version of the Peter Gunn theme, um, which uh, got into the top ten. And I remember buying the single and playing it, the record, the seven-inch record, whilst I was playing Spy Hunter, just to get <laughs> the Peter Gunn theme. Um, awesome. Which, you know, it's these little things that stick with you, isn't it? And also, I'd never seen the, the music video, so I watched it on YouTube last week, and it's only got Rick Mail in it. Who's, uh, it? It's amazing. So seek that out. Look for The Art of Noise, Peter Gunn uh, with Dwayne Eddy and watch the video. And, like, uh, you know, Rick Mail to me is, is awesome. You know, the young one's yep. bottom, all that kind of stuff. But seeing him doing this in this, this video where he, play, he kind of plays like a bit of a 50s sort of um, uh, private eye was really cool. But... That was it. That's my, I suppose, my little memory of Spy Hunter. But um, have you got any particular memories other than playing it on a Commodore? No, I mean, not really. I used to say I, I was friends with a kid across the street who lived like literally opposite our, our house who had a Commodore 64. And I, the only person I ever knew had one and I only knew him for about six months. And then you move on to a different friend because he wasn't a proper friend, just a convenient friend. Yeah, because he had a different uh, computer. Like, I had a friend like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had a he Spectrum and he had Commodore, and... so it was like, you know. Yeah, I didn't even know what a Commodore was, if I'm honest. And then I remember just the games had music when they loaded, rather than, which was a bit nicer than the Spectrum sounds. But I, yeah, I remember enjoying Spy Hunter. Uh, I do remember going in and out of the trucks to get the power-ups. But I've never played it in an arcade. I never bothered with it on the Spectrum either. Um, it's a shame it didn't do, because a few games on the Spectrum you'd buy. You'd buy, obviously. Uh, and sometimes it it keep... You could load the game up, and then you could turn the tape over it. It'd have the arcade music on the on the other side of the tape. Yeah, no, so it didn't. Outrun did that, and there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, yeah. There was a, clo- a, a, a clone by Sega, which uh, was called Action Fighter, which I had on the Sega Master System, <laughs> which is pretty much it the sounds, same type of thing. I was about to say that sounds like a Master System game name, if ever there was one. Yeah, uh, and the the box art for the. Uh, UK version of Action Fighter um, was so shit. It's I'll have to uh, send it to you later. It's because yeah. you know the box art for the like, the they're so bad oh, they were good almost. The mass uh, system was terrible for that, wasn't it? Just the black and white grid. Yes, and then a really shit picture which might take up about five percent of the entire cover. Yeah, it was it was terrible. So I'll have to put that uh, link in the chat. But that's it, I think. I mean, according to my timer, we've got less than two minutes. So um, and you've got to insert stuff as well, uh, etc. I know, I know. But uh, I, I quite like that. It feels like a nice yeah. quickie um, about these shows. But um, I just want to say thanks for listening. Go to 60mw.co.uk for all the podcasts and everything else. Um, and it all the and that's it really. Thank you to you. I've just if you want to click on that link link very quickly, you can see the the images of the Sega Master System version of Action Fighter. Uh, oh, fuck me, I've got no time. Do it Pressure. quickly. Do it uh, quickly. Where are you? Where are you? Duh. Oh my god, that's terrible. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> but the thing a magnifying is, glass with a with a road in it. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Japanese version is so much better. I don't know why I didn't use that anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing this. Looking forward to next time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're well, more than welcome. I'll have you anytime. Um, right. Well, that's it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>